Hello. Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of June 4, 2012. This is episode 151. I'm Chris Bevelo, president of Interval. We are the healthcare marketing firm that puts out the podcast. With me today in studio are my co-hosts. Jackie Retackle, account coordinator with Interval. No, you're going to have to correct that. <laughs> That'll be our first news item. You have to get used to saying account manager with Interval. Account manager, yeah! Yay. Congratulations. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> and uh, Adam Meyer, creative director at Interval. Welcome, you guys. And yeah, congratulations, Jackie. Got a promotion. Well deserved. I did indeed. Yes, for her fine work with our clients. It's exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nothing but downhill from here. It is, unfortunately. <laughs> it's the end of the road. Yeah. I've reached my peak, people. <laughs> when did you start working here? It was five years ago on May 21st. So, like, within a week? Mm-hmm. Wow. I feel like I've been here forever. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. It doesn't seem All like in a good five way, years. Though. No, I know. five years has flown. God, that's crazy. What was going on five years ago? 2007. Oh, so we were all oblivious to... The, the, the apocalyptic yeah. hell we were about to encounter economically. Yep. Or not oblivious, but... That was a good year. And that was a good year. 2007 was a nice... Yeah. Year. We did some fun stuff, some big projects, had a yeah, lot of cool stuff. 2008 was even was yeah. better, yeah, right? Yeah, we did maybe the I got those two Courage Girl one. campaign, yep. rebranded Allegiance Health, yep. some big, big stuff. And then the economic chasm opened up and everybody in the world <laughs> fell into it and we're still trying to claw our way out of it. And then this morning as we recorded... Again, the financial markets are going down the tubes because really? our, our unemployment is bad again. Oh. Report came out. Europe's going to crumble into a pile of euro burning <laughs> trash. <laughs> That's so uplifting. China's fraying. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden now it's all bad again. Well, maybe not though. Oh, well. Yeah, the markets well, are down. Some things never change. How, how much are they down right now? Uh, the Dow is down 220. Yeah. NASDAQ is down 60. I was just checking. Well, one thing we're going to talk about today with, in some of our articles was, you know, little Google and Facebook action. So I was just checking to see how Google or Facebook, I mean, was doing. Oh, yeah. How are they doing? And with they're, they're down to $28 now. That's not that bad. I mean, it's not bad. Where, I mean, they, where did they start? 32? They opened it lower 30s. Yeah. yeah. It was, I think they were predicted to be selling like an upper 30s to 40 or something. Yeah. But mm. that just with, well, we'll talk about it when we get we'll into some of our stories it, here. Yeah. Poor Facebook. Poor Facebook. Poor Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Poor really Zuck. struggling. <laughs> well, first, let's start. This is going to be a really geeky, techy, online y podcast. Joy. That's another new word, online y mm, Nice. Online ish. Digital ish. But I think there'll be. I guess one positive thing about, about that approach today is that hopefully there'll be some practical information you can take away yeah. and, and use, like right away, versus. Other podcasts where we might be a little more philosophical. Oh, it's a useless crap. <laughs> might be. <laughs> we talk about the social impact of healthcare reform. <laughs> well, it's all stuff you should be thinking about, yes, but you yes, might not yes. be able to apply it directly to what you're doing today. No, there's some good stuff. So the first one is it's kind of Google. It's a it's a Facebook sandwich. It on is. Google hold the hold the mayo. Because <laughs> uh, the first one is about Google, and this was an article you found, uh, Adam, about. AdWords, their very popular search engine advertising tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the article you found was on Brafton, uh, and it's talking about how they're really um, doubling down kind of on targeting bad ads 
based on the content. Right. So you want to give a little more background on that? Uh, well, it's not a super deep article. It was, yeah. not, it was, it was definitely relevant because that's something that we actually um, were as a kind of a hurdle we had jumped recently or trying to jump or still are kind of jumping with some stuff we're working yes. on um, in terms of the way AdWords works, you know, what they need to take you to is just, it's just kind of, it's kind of weird because I mean, this article is about how they're cracking down on making sure that what the ad is taking to you to is relevant to what the ad is and that it's actually Mm. useful. So it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel misleading. So it feels like you're going to something that's useful and relevant. Um, But the odd part is that sometimes to create a campaign that performs well, within the Google ecosphere, the Google, the system right. of Google itself, which, you know, influences how much you pay for your, your, your clicks. Right. Um, you have to kind of game the system in right. order to, to, to make the metrics work out, um, in your, in your favor and, and not in your favor in a bad way, but in your favor in the right way. Um, so for example, we're working on a campaign right now where, um, uh, the ad, the ad word, the, the ads would take you to an, an online risk assessment, but the online risk assessment isn't hosted with the um, company that we're doing with the organization that we're doing the ads with for the hospital, with the mm-hmm. hospital. Uh, it's instead hosted with the third party provider that provides the HRA, which makes sense uh, in this case. So the, the odd part is that we can't, the client doesn't get credit within the Google <laughs> ad system if the ad doesn't take them directly to the client's website first before getting shot mm-hmm. off to the HRA. Um, and I, you know, I guess I, you can understand why that is. Cause you know, Google doesn't want one organization placing ads that shoots you off to some other, I mean, right. Other, some other weird place. It should take you to that organization. Right. So I understand that, but at the same time, the ad now has this extra layer of kind of useless crap. Cause we had to kind of create this, <laughs> this intermediary. Well, we polished it and made it look really Yes. We yeah, polished this turd. <laughs> Um, no, useless but we ha- in, a, in a user sense that you right. have to go through it to get to what you thought you wanted to get to. Yeah, so you have to kind of create these landing pages in some cases that are these intermediary steps before you get to the, the actual content mm-hmm. um, if it's a situation like this. So in this case, it's kind of like, well, is something, you know, we've made sure that the landing page in this case does have some, it's relevant, um, the information is useful, it leads you into this HRA. Uh, so I don't think it would get dinged based on some of the rules that they're changing here, but it still just shows how kind of a, how strange the setup is and how I think they've got some, they still have some work to do on their end to get this stuff. Here's an even better example. Right. Here's an even better example from a, from a offshoot of the same campaign. So part of how they determine how much you have to pay for your Google AdWords is what they call their quality rating. Right. And, and, and it's a little bit of a black box, but you know, there are some things that you can, that you know, for sure. And one of the ways that they rate the quality of the ad again, like Adam saying is based on the quality of the content that you're led to. And one of the ways they evaluate the quality of the content that you're led to is if you do anything once you're there, meaning click. So if you're drawn from an ad to a website and you don't do anything and you just leave, then Google thinks, okay, it must not have been relevant or quality content because you didn't do anything with it. So that's a ding. Mm -hmm. Well, in this case, one of the things we're doing is promoting a a hotline for for a health system service line. And we want people to, to know that if they have questions, they can call this hotline. And so the Google ads are driving people in saying, call our hotline. 
Well, if we're doing our job right, we've we've created the ad that compels people to click on the ad mm -hmm. to go get the number. Well, if you go to a web page and the point of going to the web page is to find out a phone number the and phone, there's the yeah. phone number, and what you, do you do? You call the phone number. You pick up the phone. Hopefully. <laughs> so success, right? We got them, right? No, Google says that. I didn't do anything. So you get dinged. Right. So literally one of the solutions is do you create a landing page that people have to click on to get to the phone number? which makes Google happy, but makes us and the consumer go, what the hell? Yeah. It's a phone number. Why can't I just right. get it? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's part of the challenge of all of this that you kind of have to work through and uh, understanding the, the Google system. But apparently they're trying, you know, Adam, can you speak or do you know a little bit why they feel the need? Uh, my understanding was a lot of this trying to make sure that the content quality is good was to combat the content farms. Yeah, is that, it's, is it's, that accurate? Yeah, it's to combat... You probably need to describe what a content farm it's is. It's to yeah, combat what, 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 what is considered black hack tactics. I mean, there's, there's, two, kind of, there's two realms of, of SEO, and I guess SEM now, and there's, there's the white hat tactics and black hat. White hat's when you do things, you know, quote-unquote right. Um, you're creating, you're creating great content. You're not trying to game the system in any way. You're not trying to like key, really key lo keyword load your, um, your content heavily. Mm -hmm. um, you're just making content that's valuable to people. Right. And that's what Google, ultimately, that's what they want to deliver to people because um, that makes people value Google and, right. and more people use it, blah, blah, blah. Um, so they're doing everything they, in their power, everything they can do within their algorithms to get rid of the... Um, uh, the the bogus crap, the stuff that people don't want. Content farms is one example where people are, you know, just re either repurposing other content, just aggregating, or um, what's the word we always? It's aggregate, aggregating, mm -hmm. and, and uh, pulling pulling in other content from other sources into one place with the sole purpose of kind of riding other people's coattails to right. increase their own traffic and get ad views and get clicks and right. the whole thing. So, so Google wants to prevent people from gaming their system. So they're really trying to crack down on this stuff. Um, it's, it's complicated stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, we're yeah, just kind of scratching is. the surface now. Uh, and, and there's a lot of it is always going to be guesswork because if there's, it's like Coke, not letting their secret recipe out. Google is not going to let their secret recipe right. out either for how they calculate for all the, these algorithms that are used to, to, <clears throat> to get rankings, whether it's, um, how they calculate these quality scores, which they're a little more transparent about some of that yeah. stuff. At least you can kind of figure that out. But the way that like organic SEO works changes like every, every damn day. Yeah. Uh, you, one day you could be on the first page of results and the next day, if they change, you're, you're on page 10 because they changed something and you got dinged. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 you know, one of those signs too. I mean, that's when somebody comes to you and says, you know, they can guarantee they're going to get you into the top, into that first page within 10 days or something. It's like, that's not how this is, you know, that's right. If there, if that's even possible, it's going to be through tactics that are murky and not, they're probably going to get you dinged, you know, after 10 days. So you got to be skeptical of that. The, the, your goal should always be to create amazing, valuable right. content. That's going to be much better for you, not only in the short run, but probably in, but definitely in the long run as well. Right. So right. it's tempting to take shortcuts, but right. Mm -hmm. It's going to hurt you. Yep. Okay, uh, should we move on to the meat of our sandwich? 
Facebook advertising. <laughs> the beef. We're just kind of digging, clawing Where's through the, the bun right now. We are. We just clawed through the bun. So we talked about this the last episode because we skipped a week for Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the last time we were together, we talked about how General Motors uh, basically <clears throat> canceled or announced they're going to cancel $10 million worth of Facebook advertising. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was uh, right before the IPO for Facebook, so it made a lot of news, and we had a good conversation about why they might be doing that and whether it makes sense to just blindly follow other folks. Uh, since then, the IPO has hit. It's been, I don't know if disaster is the right word, but really didn't go well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and not necessarily because of Facebook, but because of how the IPO itself was handled with the financial firms that were responsible for it. So, for example, Morgan Stanley was one of the investment banks that was launching the IPO. So their job is to drum up as much interest in people buying this stock when it's released as possible. At the same time, they're playing that official role. They're telling their own clients, this thing isn't as good as it looks. <laughs> Stay away from it. And there's and then there were some other things. Yeah, which is, I think, illegal. Right. That's mm-hmm. that's insider right. I mean, for, but trading for the most part. Well, yeah, I don't know I mean, if it's, it's, it's something I don't know if I like take that. it that far, but it's pretty damn close. Mm-hmm. It's certainly unethical if it's not illegal. I'm not a financial right. lawyer. But, uh, and there's been yeah. a couple other things, too. And the stock's gone down. Uh, and part of now, I think, why the stock's going down is related to Facebook, uh, because we're hearing more and more, interestingly enough, about how they don't really have their advertising figured out uh, from from two main perspectives. One, folks are coming out saying they're not getting anything like General Motors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've got a couple of sources we'll talk about. So is it really an effective ad vehicle? The other is part of what they acknowledge in their IPO is they are a little bit woeful when it comes to mobile. Uh, they don't really have mobile figured out. And we all know that everybody's moving toward mobile. Right. And it's more difficult to generate ad dollars from mobile than from a from a desktop. Yeah, definitely. So you look at that and, you're, and you know, all of a sudden people are like, hmm, maybe, maybe this isn't such a good stock to buy. <laughs> so what we wanted to talk about a little bit is What's wrong with their advertising? And I think we've got a couple of perspectives. But, Adam, you found an article. Um, it's interesting because both the articles used the word gold in the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we'll start with yours, which is Facebook advertising is fool's gold. Uh, and I didn't read the article, but you mentioned it before. Give us some background. But Yeah, well, it's from BehindCompanies.com. Um, and as Chris said, the title is it's from May 29th, 2012. Uh, if Facebook advertising is fool's gold. There's a couple of just great quotes in there are a couple of great lines in here that really summarize um, the article. It's a pretty short read. <clears throat> um, uh, the gist of it is kind of summed up in this line is Facebook advertising, in their words, Facebook advertising doesn't work because they focus on showing you ads based on who you are, not on the problem you're trying to solve. Mm-hmm. That line alone toward the end of the article really kind of sums up the whole thing. Right. And that, yeah. That's in comparison to advertising on a resource like Google, where the whole, your whole reason for going to Google is that you've got a problem you're trying to solve, and that's that you're, seek, you're, you're searching for information. Right. Looking for an answer. Right. Uh, so it, very, it makes sense to present you with, <clears throat> you know, uh, it makes sense for advertising then to help, try to help you solve your problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Facebook, you don't really have that kind of a problem. That's not why you're there. Uh, you're the, you know, there's the information they have on you isn't necessarily benefit, you know, it doesn't, they have a lot of information about you. They have more information about you than Google has 
um, and may ever have. Right. But it's not necessarily useful information in terms of how you can advertise to somebody when they're online because of the mode that they're in. They're not in problem-solving mode. They're not looking for information about they're looking for information about their personal networks, their friends, or they're they're there to play a game or something. They're not necessarily there, and they're not looking at the screen for for advertising type information or information to solve a problem. Um, so advertising, it's it's becomes tricky. It's not case. relevant. I mean, that's the golden word, right? I mean, they yeah, it it's is relevant to you as a person, but, but it's, it's right. not situationally relevant, right. which is way more powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. that's the power of things like mobile and uh, the ability to pinpoint where somebody's at on a phone and offer them something, you know, at 1145 saying, hey, you're looking for lunch. There's a coupon around the corner. That's they may not even know who you are. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the ultimate would be is they know I like Panera and they would send me a Panera coupon. Right. But the situational component um, is. What's the what's the company that does that? Groupon. Oh yeah, I love Groupon. <laughs> yeah. Well, right, because they announced that. What was that last year? Groupon Now or that, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why situational relevance is can be as important or more important. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked to Adam. It's like it's the equivalent of showing ads um, around a TV screen. You're not there. You're not there trying to solve a problem. You're there for entertainment. Right. And the ads are intrusive. Facebook is really the same way and as custom as they can make it. Um, doesn't mean that you shouldn't use Facebook advertising. You just have to really understand why it's there and, and, and how well, you can leverage it. Let me. Here's a good example. I just logged into Facebook so that I could talk about, so I could mention the ads that I'm seeing right now. They're targeted at me. Now they are targeted. They are extraordinarily precise in terms of hitting my interests. Skinny jeans, skinny jeans, skinny jeans, t-shirts, deep v two foot deep V-neck t-shirts is the next one. And then tofu is the third one. All of those things are just perfect for me. No, um, the featured ads that are on there right now, the very first one is for geocaching, personalized geocaching, something that I do something that I post about something that's fun. I haven't done it in a while, but, but the problem with that is it's already something I do. So I don't know. I mean, even if it caught my eye, it's, I'm, already, I'm already in the mix. I'm already doing it. I'm not going to click on it. The next one is a graphic for Diablo, for Diablo 3. Oh, yeah, yeah. I already play Diablo 3. I've already got it. I'm not going to click it. So even if, even if these ads catch my eye, I mean, it's just a good example of how it's like... Reinforcing I'm not, what you already do. Right. This yeah. is, they're, they're simply rein, yeah, reinforcing what I do. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's, kind of, there's a brand awareness component there, I suppose, if I well, do Well, they're guessing on Diablo. So let's say I, I might have the Diablo ad too. I don't have it yet. Mm-hmm. I'm, I probably won't buy it, but it's a video game for the people that don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> I kind of figured it Diablo much, 3 yeah. is yep. a new one. Um, even if I was, it was a video game that I was interested in getting, I don't know that I would click on an ad for it in Facebook. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the problem with it is you have a really, really small space to to do something or say something that's going to compel me to to follow it. To to your point earlier about the, um, you know, television ads, if they did that while you were watching television, you wouldn't be paying attention. I wonder if they're going to go the route of interrupting your Facebook viewing so they They, can start flashing you ads. Yeah. In this actual news stream, they're going to start allowing placement of ads. Oh, that's right. Right. Which uh, people are going to love. Yeah, well, I think it depends. I mean, this is where you said you had the best statement of the year on this. 
you said there are probably more relevant ads that would pop yeah. up in my stream <laughs> than the crap that I see now from my friends. <laughs> yeah, that's family. true. It's that's crazy. actually oh. probably true, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's, well, that's what Facebook's kind of come to. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think there's opportunities there. I think there are probably some opportunities for them to do that effectively and in a way that's not necessarily going to be annoying, especially mm-hmm. if they're delivering you stuff that's, that is interesting and, and relevant. And not like dominating your newsfeed, so we'll we'll see. I mean, obviously, it's a better place to get that kind of stuff in front of people because it's not off to the side; it's right in the mix of the stuff that you're. Though that said, you're also going to eventually train your eye not to see some of that yeah. crap, just like you do your annoying friends. And yeah, I, yeah, I already look over. I mean, I already if I if it's not if the avatar isn't somebody who I care about, I'm mm-hmm. not going to even look at whatever was whatever's next to it. So yeah, well, you know, like Google, you're not paying for the stuff unless somebody clicks on it. So, you know, it's a little lower risk than you certainly should be using impressions. Please, for the love of all the totally, oh, do God. not use impressions to measure success <laughs> of Facebook uh, yeah. or Google, for that matter, uh, because it's fairly meaningless. I mean, all it means is somebody was on their Facebook page when your ad was there. Yeah. Um, the it's a good metric. To, could, it's, uh, it's good to good to pay attention. To, it's good to be aware of in the grand scheme of things, but it's not by no means should it be used as your ultimate form of measurement yeah. or even sub ultimate i mean to me it's just it's almost pointless Irrelevant, well if anything yeah. it's good to to know so that you can i mean if, if you're if you're somehow that's factored into what you're paying for and you're using that to see how many you know so it, it's good in the sense that if nobody's clicking it you can at least tell if it's you know if, if it's if it's been delivered twelve thousand times but nobody's clicking on it, you might be like, well, I need to revisit our strategy and maybe try something different. If they're still not clicking on it, so it's it's a good metric it could be to a know. Benchmark metric, right? But not something to measure. To this one had twelve million impressions and right. you know point oh two click through, and this one had whatever. I mean, really, all you need to look is the click through rate, though. Then the impressions become meaningless again. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just you know me and impressions. <laughs> Oh, we're all, I think we're all in the same yeah, boat. We are. We we're all in the same impression boat. All right. One more. Or I, the other part of it, the other story, by the way, was um, actually from the LA Times called Facebook ads, no gold yet. So they're not going as far as calling it fool's gold. Mm-hmm. They're just saying that nobody has found real gold. And the, the main gist of this article is that they're saying, um, um, here, I'll read it. Among Facebook's big problems, analysts say, is that its advertising technology, although powerful, is far too complicated for most marketers to figure out. Facebook gives marketers the ability to slice their target audience into hundreds or thousands of tiny slivers based on age, location, hobbies, and preferences, and to alter campaigns on the fly based on which groups are the most responsive. Where businesses are going wrong, Kistner said, is that they're using Facebook's versatile ad system to advertise the old-fashioned way, by shooting out the same message to thousands of people. So there's a couple things on that. Yes, that is the wrong way because you're missing the point. But the Mm -hmm. other point is this reminds me of when on-demand printing came out. And it was like, oh, this is going to change printing. It's going to change everything. You could target, you could, you know, if you got a ten thousand people on your mailing list, you could send a different piece to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, that's great. Who's going to write ten thousand pieces of copy right. and find ten thousand photos? Right. right now, in some cases, like, uh, you know, like insurance agents, where the piece goes out from some central office, and the, you know, the picture is custom to their actual the, in, mm-hmm. the recipient's deal, but you can't physically take the type of micro-targeting that they have here to reality 
because it would be overwhelming. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. You know, and that's part of what this message is. And it's not just that, it's they also offer all these other deals and they keep mm-hmm. coming out with more of the sponsored stories <laughs> yep, and all yep. this and it's you know your mind kind of starts spinning it's overwhelming yeah yeah well i think ultimately it comes down to you using facebook being present on facebook getting benefit out of facebook ultimately for especially in our uh, our industry is you know we've, we've said we say this time and time again is probably not the power doesn't lie in advertising the power doesn't even lie in you necessarily like having a presence there the power of of a social network like Facebook, the power lies in people talking about you on there. So that means you do awesome stuff in real life off of the internet so that people talk about you there and share it and like it. It's not about you. You being there isn't you being present there. You being there in a powerful way means people are talking about you there, which hopefully results in, you know, obviously that gets difficult to, to measure that success, mm-hmm. but you know, it all comes in that case, it's all about word of mouth. It's, it's, it's all about, you know, PR in, in that case. So it's that, that's where the power of these social networks lie. Obviously that's just a very, you know, pie in the sky, yeah. you know, utopian, utopian, but that's, no, but that's the it's, ultimate. It's, it is, that's it is true. where the power is. These people talk about stuff here and you want people to talk about you positively here. So do stuff that people want to talk about. Now, with all that said, we're not saying don't advertise on Facebook. Right. We just pretty came down pretty hard on it. <laughs> I mean, I think it definitely should be part of the digital advertising mix when used appropriately. It just needs to be monitored like anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you can make it work for you, fantastic. And I know folks do make it work for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, definitely. But if you can't, you know, it's not necessarily you. It just might be the tool or the channel or, you know, we have a tough job in healthcare trying to to do what you just talked about adam because you know joe public doesn't give a flying rip so that's where you gotta you know the conversation needs to be about things they do care about health wellness that type of stuff Mm -hmm. all right so the last one is google and paid inclusion i love the um title to this article though now i don't have it in front of me uh once deemed evil google now embraces paid inclusion so their point is isn't their slogan at least it used to be do no evil. It was don't be evil. Don't be evil. And Google's? Yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, really? It was don't be evil. Years and ago. A big part of that was um, treating everything on a equal fair level. basis. I wouldn't even use equal because when you have kids, you got to be careful with fair and equal. <laughs> right? You tell your kids, not everything's equal, but it's fair. A level playing field? Nice. Is that a better way to no, say it? No, it's not even a level Not even a level playing no. field. No. No. My son doesn't get to drive a car if he's 14. That's not equal to me, but it's fair. Uh, my son gets to stay up to 11 o'clock. My sure. daughter stays up sure. to 10 because she's younger. Sense. It's not equal, but it's fair. Mm-hmm. Right? Nice. I like now the I distinction. Now I what the hell I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> my parenting tip done. for the day. <laughs> now I'm just mad at my kids. But, but part of the point was they would treat everything fairly. Right. Not necessarily mm-hmm. equally, right? I mean, not everybody's going to be number one on the, on the right, right. SEO result. Uh, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't be manipulated, and they, and they wouldn't. I think this was explicit. You couldn't pay to improve your search, right? They Didn't. said part part of the part of their what they used to back up their stance of "Don't be evil." A specific bullet point in there was never was not using what's called paid inclusion. Right, which means that in their organic results, although even even then they didn't really do advertising at, at the earliest right. stages, there was no right. advertising along with the search results. I don't recall them think it was right. just search results, and eventually the advertising became a part of it. Um, but they always kept it separate. I mean, 
they always kept it separate, you know, for if you're not a noob on the internet and you, right. don't, you don't really know what you're looking at on a search results page because you're kind of new to using right. Google. I mean, you, you might not know that this stuff in the middle is your organic stuff and this stuff over here is your paid ad right. ads, you know. And they've kind of, you know, they've slipped a little bit because, you know, I don't know when it was, two or three years ago, they reduced the ads to Comes the top. Comes the top, mm-hmm. yep. So that's, that's not quite as Confusing. opaque. And, right. I was going to say opaque and transparent, which are completely opposite. <laughs> what would different. that be? Not quite as O-parent. transparent. Opaque. Transpaque. Opaque-erant. Transpaque. Transpaque. Yeah. In other words, it's not quite as clear. Right. That would be right. transparent. But right. so, so Google is now exploring paid inclusion, which allows... Which allows, in some ways, you better be clear about how. Yes, in some ways and in some areas. So not necessarily in their standard search. Um, primarily, it's kind of in their shopping area, really. So I think it's what it was it airlines and hotels specifically right now that are doing this. Where, where, what I understood it to be is um, at the top when you search for something at Google, you have ways to filter, it, like by images or by maps or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and. Included in that, if you're searching for travel, I guess, are hotels and what was the other one? It's in their shopping Lights. area, I think, yeah. specifically. So they're presented almost like those type of filters where if you clicked on it, you think, all I want is flights. Mm-hmm. And now all you're getting is a filtered list of search results for flights. What they're not telling us, apparently, is that in that case, there is paid inclusion. Really? Yeah. Right. So you can... That's kind of confusing, though. Uh, to simplify yeah, it, I, I, this is this is an over this is an forward. oversimplified way of saying it. But you can buy your way to the top in a, in a sense, in a way. I don't sleep think, your way to the top <laughs> only for travel and what. That's the other that's one? where it is now. But the scary part is that you know if they're if they're dipping their toes in it here, are they going to dip their toes into this right, in other areas, like in general search? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know it starts it, it that's, that's there's no fairness there there's no level playing field there because now it's all about you know whoever's got the mo- you know the biggest bank account is going to right by the way to the top potentially be you know in the top results all the time mm-hmm. yeah it's it is it is a unique thing it's called hotel finder or flight finder yep um but you know it just when you brought this up Adam it made me think of the other thing we talked about a little bit ago which was uh how Google has excluded well, let's be fair. They've excluded uh, certain social media content from their search results. Facebook won't let them access, right? So it's not like they decided they weren't going to include well, it. Well, they won't let them directly access like their database. Right. Google can still certainly access anything that's on Facebook that's open to okay. the public. Anything okay. that you or I could access like without being logged in to Facebook Google has right, access but that's, to. That's a lot of content that's behind the Facebook wall. A right? lot, but there's yeah. also yeah. a lot that's open. Sure. But but they but they did start including Google Plus content, which is their own. Right. Not only so, including it, but like integrating it right. into the system. So that's not paid. It's not like it's it's a different type of problem. Mm-hmm. But it goes against that don't be evil. Right. Where if everything's being treated fairly, right. you wouldn't give preference to your own social media network. Right. And people complain loudly about that. And I don't know if anything's changed or yeah, what? But no, it's just a couple more. You know, it's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's been some great articles. Maybe I can if I can find them. I, there's some discussion in some other podcasts I listened to recently about Google just needing to get back to what they do. I mean, they don't. They didn't start off as like a social. People don't. There's right. a lot of there's a lot of Google Plus accounts, but nobody's using it. 
No, right, no. Um, right. I saw that article. So like everybody who's on Google made an account, kind of because you're forced to at some point. Google is like telling you you need to do it over and over and over until you're finally like, fine. When yes, did you I'll have to it. be invited into the Google Plus oh, first? Yeah, when it was made up, and now it's wide open. Yes, it was exclusive. Okay. I almost mm-hmm. totally forgot about Google Plus. Yeah, I yeah, I've, yeah. Kind of obsolete to me now. I don't. You, I mean, I, me I go there every once in a while to see <laughs> Google, who's posting there. As is Quora. You're dead to me. Quora. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think some people use Quora quite a bit. And Google. It's, Plus, yeah, Quora is an interesting yeah. resource. I just read something on there the other day. Somebody asked a question What's it like to be stung by a jellyfish, a box jellyfish? And some guy wrote this like amazingly detailed answer about how he got bit or how he got stung by one and his whole nervous system locked up and he almost lay laid on a beach for 48 hours People when he was able a to lot of time hour. yeah a lot that was my main takeaway from that too going oh but it was interesting it was like wow that's okay i don't want to get stung by a box jellyfish obvious you don't but, have um, a lot of opportunities too i don't think so i think you're okay no i i, I, I <laughs> avoid the salt water um <laughs> I avoid the salt water. In Minnesota. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So anything else about the paid inclusion? Uh, no, it's, fight? it's yeah, it's, you know, they're, the way they're trying to set it up right now is, is not supposed to be shady. It's but there's the way they're trying to make it sound is like, it's still fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately there's, if there's any kind of, is there any component at all where you can spend money to influence your ratings? That obviously kind of goes against the don't be evil. Spend money with Google. With Google, right? Right, right? right. I mean, it's different to spend money with a company that specializes in right. helping you, you, know, you know, get yourself ranked higher. Even though, again, like we've said a million times, a lot of those places are they're snake oil salesmen. You got to be careful with them. Um, so, yeah, I can check out the article. We'll have it linked. We'll post all the articles as we are want to do. That is a long are. article. Yeah, it's a long article. Well, that was some good techie stuff. Yeah. All important because we, you know how much we believe in digital marketing mm-hmm. and you really, you know, it's a, it's, it's just a exponentially growing area and you really have to kind of understand this. Yeah. Um, and it can be tough. I mean, it's tough to get your hands and arms around all of it. Mm-hmm. And just when you think you do it constantly, cha- it's constantly changing. Yes. So. And that's part of what's I think very different for folks these days is yeah. think about 10 or 20 years ago. I mean, how much how much did print advertising change on an annual basis right <laughs> or outdoor you know right. now you know the biggest change in outdoors we now have digital outdoor right yeah. i mean otherwise yep. what television what yeah. yeah you know and now pretty predictable yeah it's just and it changes so fast so mm-hmm. got to be ready to keep up with it mm-hmm. look alive right. folks look alive look alive out there <laughs> there's no crying in digital marketing <laughs> All right. <laughs> There's no crying in marketing. <laughs> Anything else, you guys, for a wrapper up? I don't think so. Aight. Well, for arrogant healthcare marketing bastards, this is Chris Bevelo, Jackie Ritaco, and Adam Meyer. Talk to you on the down low.